Once again, we are live from SDCC 2023, and we are sitting with voice actor legend, Bugs Bunny himself, Jeff Bergman. Mr. Bergman, thank you so much for speaking with us. How are you today? It's too dark. I'm a rabbit, all right. <laughs> I'm fanning out so much right now. I'm a lifelong Bugs Bunny fan, so you're one of the pillars of my childhood and so many other people's childhood, and I really just can't thank you enough for the life you bring to Bugs, and in general, I have to ask you, what's it like to be the voice of this beloved icon? Well, you know, it was 1989 that uh, Mel Blanc had passed away, and I was very fortunate enough to meet him uh, about eight years before he passed away. So to be, to be the first person to succeed him after that, uh, I mean, there are big shoes to follow. I mean, he's the godfather of, uh, you know, animation voiceover. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible because the legacy that he has left, uh, thousands of cartoons. So, uh, I, it's it's more than an honor. It's it's a lifelong responsibility, I think, you know, to continue because it's everyone's childhood. Everybody, it's like the Wizard of Oz. Everyone grows up with it, and and they have their favorite character. So, I try with all, my very best to to do the most authentic. Uh, representation of what what we what we remember of those characters you know totally i will say one of the unique depictions of bugs bunny you've given has been in the looney tunes show from 2011 to 2015 i really love that show i love the humor in it that was sort of more adult-esque so what was it like voicing bugs daffy sylvester tweedy and the rest with this sort of newer sense of humor I'll tell you what, the Looney Tunes show was one of my all-time favorite shows I have ever done with the Looney Tunes shows because it was so different. The characters, they, they were still the same. They still had all the same essence. You know, Daffy was definitely jealous and, and you know, uh, self-aggrandizing. But they were the same characters, but yet it was like the odd couple or Seinfeld. They both lived together in the suburbs, and I loved it. I just loved that brand of humor. Yeah, it's so laugh out loud funny, and I think a really great reflection of the times, like that, the time that it was coming out in. So another project I have to ask you about, I'm also a huge fan of Tiny Toons Adventures from when I was a kid, absolutely obsessed with that show, and you were Bugs Bunny in that. You're coming back as Professor Bugs for uh, Tiny Toons Luniversity. Is there anything you, about the project you can talk about, maybe you could tease at all? Well, I'll tell you what, I was so excited to be a part of this because, you know, prior to doing Tiny Toons in 1989, we literally had just come off of Who Framed Roger Rabbit with Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, Daffy, and Donald Duck. So I was right at the beginning of the animation revolution that happened in the 90s. And so being Bugs and Daffy and Sam and Sylvester and Tweety and, and then we find out that there's going to be a new iteration <laughs> 30 what 3 years later was so was so exciting and the theme song puts you right back right you we've all we've heard it we know that and it puts you right back there and then having to be back at Acme Lou was was great and the show is going to have a feeling 
uh, it's very nostalgic, but yet the storylines are very kind of today, very hip and 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 of today. So that's what, I love working on the show. I, I I would do that show again, and I love our director and the writing for the show is really great. So I, I can't wait for everybody to see it. I am so incredibly excited ever since I heard the announcement about it. Um, another project um, is Looney Tunes cartoons, which is interesting in that it's taking, I remember watching interviews with the creators of it, they're taking the format of traditional Looney Tunes and presenting it to an audience today. So what was it like to make Looney Tunes that harkened back to that original format for today's audiences? Well, I, I loved working on the scripts because they really honored the original format, the Looney Tunes cartoon show, of that seven-minute cartoon formula. So they were all, you know, five, six and a half, seven-minute cartoons, and they're very reminiscent of the 40s and, and late 40s, you know, maybe, maybe early 50s, but more 40s, I think. And I loved it. And then when I saw the look of it, the, anim the animation style of it, I thought, wow. If you if you're walking by a television set, you you might not even know that it was current. You might think it was from the late '40s. So it was. I was thrilled to be a part of that. You know. I got to tell you about one of my favorite episodes. So you voice Elmer Fudd in this series. There's one episode where Bugs tricks Elmer into uh, reality, uh, virtual reality. <laughs> that was laugh out loud hilarious. What was it like recording that episode? Well, you know, look, I love Elmer Fudd because. As, as much as I don't want to say it, it's the truth. Elmer Fudd is duped into everything, so he always falls for everything. And so it's so much fun to, you know, to have Elmer be the fall guy, you know, because he's... But ultimately, I love Elmer when he's sweet, too, you know. So, yeah. Um, but I loved playing Elmer in Looney Tunes cartoons, yeah. Also, I have to ask, did you voice Elmer's mother in that episode as well, or was that another actor? That was another actor, yeah. Okay, cool. Just wondering. Um, so um, you also reprised your voice over as Bugs, along with Sylvester and Yosemite Sam in Space Jam A New Legacy. So what was it like to be part of that new legacy for Space Jam? Well, you know, that was really special because I remember the first Space Jam that came out, and we were talking for years whether this was going to happen again. And so when it finally did, they held auditions, and it was a big deal, and to be able to be... Bugs Bunny, and, and then finally to meet LeBron James. Oh my God, it was incredible. It was unbelievable. And we didn't know. We thought that maybe Michael Jordan was going to be in the film. For the longest time we thought, it's possible. Well, you did have another Michael Jordan. <laughs> yes, and when we all found out about that, we were sworn we couldn't say it was going to be Michael B. Jordan. So, we, yeah, we had to be really careful about that. I just want to say for the record, a lot of, and I'm a critic myself, a lot of critics were like, in my opinion, super unfairly harsh on it. Space Jam A New Legacy was hilarious. You were hilarious in it. I loved it. So bravo to you and all the other actors and animators in it. It was really a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasure because, you know, there, it was also a story about, you know, a father and a son and it's reconnecting and, and a father just really getting to see, you know, what his son really wanted to do with his life, you know, and, and, and I think that was beautiful, yeah. 100% agreed. So, obviously, we're in a pivotal moment for the industry as a whole. 
with actors and writers in the strike, you know, they're picketing in front of the studios. Uh, you're part of the Animation Guild, and as well as SAG-AFTRA, and you know, the Animation Guild is not on strike, but has voiced so much support for the strikes. And I saw there's a unionization effort at um, Cartoon Network, I believe, at Warner Brothers Animation. So if I may ask you, what are your hopes not only for how the strikes may resolve, but for voice artists and animation workers to be treated better in the future as well? You know, it's a very important question, and I'll tell you something. I've been a SAG-AFTRA member since the early 80s, so I am very fortunate to have been able to work in the industry since 1983. This will be my 40th year, and I haven't had to take non-union work. I've never done it, and so I'm very proud of that, and I'm proud of our unions. But this is a bigger thing than just actors having their images protected and writers having their work protected. This is, you know, artificial intelligence is here and now we're, we're faced with this as humanity because it's like we're putting ourselves out of competition. So unless there's something regulatory to happen, and I don't know where that, how that happens, whether it's the federal government or state and local or, or it's all of us, but everybody's going to be faced with it. You know, executive CEOs, we're all going to be, you know, indis you know d dispensable. You know, so it, I think that this is a, I think people are watching to see where is this going to land? How is this going to pan out? So I think, you know, this is something for humanity. Absolutely. Um, I just want to ask a request. Can you give a message to our But Why Though audience uh, from Bugs Bunny at all, if at all possible? Well, I'm just glad that everybody's here at Comic-Con and we can all celebrate together, Doc. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and so many more. Jeff Bergman, thank you so, so much for speaking with But Why Though today. And I hope you have a great rest of your con. I don't want to say it, but that's all, folks. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much.